0: Jerry, I believe we are ready
1: to go now.
0: Okay, great. So welcome to the September edition of the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission meeting. Uh, before we call the meeting to order, I'll let Porter uh, introduce our the housekeeping message.
1: Thank you and good evening, everybody. Um, I just want to remind people that this meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Want to remind everybody to mute themselves um, during the meeting unless they are speaking to minimize any background sounds. Um, The chat function for this meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Um, please remember to state your name when you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. And I, the city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting, if necessary. And hang on, I'm still letting some things in here. And now I'll turn it back to Jerry.
0: Okay, great. So we will uh, call the meeting to order. It looks like it's 7.35 p.m. Um and we'll do a roll call by voice. Uh, so I will, uh, let's see, I'll just call you all out as I see you on my screen. So we'll start with Christina. Here. Vina.
2: Here. Uh,
0: Mary, it looks like Mary stepped away. Jordan.
2: <laughs> Here. Marlo. Here.
3: Joshua. Present. Mary.
2: Here.
0: And Jerry is here. Uh, so our first order of business is to approve. We have two sets of minutes to approve. Uh, I guess we'll do them separately. Um, the first is the August 11th meeting minutes. Um, any comments or additions to those before we have a motion to approve? them?
2: Um just a quick note uh thanking Curry because they helped me um finish the meetings this month. I had a lot of job applications and interviews that I was balancing and um they would not have been done in time for this meeting without Curry. So most of most of the meetings uh most of the regular meeting minutes uh are actually they're doing.
3: So Great. Just-
1: Great teamwork. Thank you both. Yeah, appreciate that. Any other comments?
0: All right, I move to approve the minutes from for the August eleventh meeting. I second. All in favor?
2: Say aye.
0: Right. Appears to be unanimous. Porter got it. All right, and then our special meeting that we held on August the eighteenth for uh, for the letter. Any comments on that before we uh, before we uh, approve those? All right. Seeing none, I move that we approve the August eighteenth special meeting minutes as well second Dean a second. All in favor? Aye. Seeing hands raised from everyone that also is unanimous order. Great, thanks. All right, so moving along through the agenda, it looks like uh, we don't have any new business. I'm, you know, maybe a little disappointed we don't have a new mural to talk about this month, but
1: uh, we've certainly had our run of those. Uh, Um, And I, Jerry, if I may interrupt, um, I have heard that the Cotton's mural is already underway after it was approved formally last night by the city commission. And I believe the um, Penloft murals are due to get started very soon. So um, lots of new murals happening in town.
0: Yeah, I have enjoyed uh, coming down 9th Street from uh, west to into downtown. I've enjoyed seeing the one at the uh, flower shop. It's nice. So, and- well, On that note,
4: I just... Watched the videos for the mural discussion because I was not in town that evening. And I didn't know if there was anything we could do to make that process more seamless. Like it's a very lengthy process. And I didn't know if we needed to simplify something on our end because it's so great to see these murals, but I want to encourage it and not get people really bogged down with having to, I don't know, just, I don't know, just there was a certain feeling that I had from it. I'm like, oh, I wish we were more supportive or welcoming to the mural process.
0: Yeah, I, I really appreciate that that and agree with that sentiment, Marlo. I think, I mean, the easy answer for us is to say, well, if all applicants show up with their paperwork all filled out, it's really simple and easy and, and everything. And, um, but I think as was evidenced by the one uh, last time, where i really felt like the paperwork was completely done we had obviously had some really experienced folks but yet there's still considerable debate around that so maybe we could you know think about how we could um streamline it a little bit i mean you know we're never going to get it perfect murals are as we all know they're, they're the flavors are endless and the type of <laughs> of uh, places where they end up are, um, you know, there's a different story to all of them and everything and trying to make a unified process is difficult. It's not to say we couldn't do that. So, Joshua, I see you have- No, a...
3: I, I just wanted to state that I, I think I think Marlowe's right. I think there are a lot of times um, when murals are presented in our neighborhoods, we have things that are not city official. That come into play that really kind of bogged down some of the conversation. And I don't I don't think it's the city's place or the commission's place to kind of get into those weeds other than to outline some some sort of just simple, clear guidelines. Um that, that as you know, we put check marks by, which I think we did uh, in one way or another. <clears throat> and so I'm glad to have that conversation because I hope it helps to refine that application process. Cause I want murals on every building and throughout the town. Um, yeah. And as long as we just like have a, a very clean and clear guideline process that, that ensures the uh, that those boxes are checked and the um, content is appropriate as opposed to, you know, I don't know, vulgar. Uh, then I think that's important, but I think it should be expedited in some ways, as Marlo said. Yeah, it's
0: difficult, right? I mean, having been involved in writing that process a few years ago, it's difficult to imagine all of the different scenarios and stuff. You know, we had the the library one, which kind of, uh, in a lot of ways, because it was donated and it was on a public building and stuff, it really Um, there was a lot of stuff that was outside of what we had planned on or, or tried to cover. And so anyway, I agree with you. And it's, you know, I think we've, if we've aired at all, it's been on the side of, of trying to cover all the situations. And then, and what happens then, as you guys know, and are pointing out uh, very well is that you get, you know, the process is a little cumbersome. So I don't know. Uh, I don't have any specific ideas on, on how we can improve it, but I, uh, um, I think it's it's worthy of, uh, of considering so that we can, uh, you know, promote that, that type of stuff, so.
4: Porter, did you have any thoughts on that, what we might do? Because I did feel, too, that it takes over so much of the meeting when there's this deep level of discussion on content. And then I feel like it leaves less time to do other business for the commission. So I didn't know if you had any advice or direction we might go. In.
1: Honestly, I've mixed thoughts and opinions. Um, One is that you all don't see what type of dialogue is happening before you get a proposal at a meeting. I'm actually working with an artist currently that is a recognized artist, but I don't know, has done many murals. So helping him walk through the process, helping him with the contract. um, I think, you know, from my perspective and bias the contract is really key. And I think that's really helping a lot of people because I think people were going into these murals with property owners very naively, frankly. And knock on wood, I don't think it's caused any great problems. But frankly, from a legal perspective, it could because um, murals last a long time and there are copyright concerns and that type of thing. So, you know, on one hand, having a fairly rigorous process has its merit in helping artists really think through exactly what they're they're doing and the, the potential repercussions of painting on a physical piece of property. Um, that said, I'm sure it would be possible to comb through it and figure out ways of streamlining it and just making it more efficient. The other thing, honestly, you know, keep in mind, too, how many mural proposals have we had before May. (laughs) I think I I remember one from like 2016 that I don't think ever actually occurred. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a both and, um, but I would imagine it would be something that could be streamlined in some way. The other thing is now that we've had people submit regularly, I have a a stronger template that when an artist reaches out to me, I, I give them that template, which helps them just make sure they hit all the marks on the um, uh, checklist. So, you know, we, I am working on streamlining it with artists as well. So it's kind of a both in. And, and we have to remember too, different artists have different levels of experience. Yeah.
2: If I could add as one of the newer commission members, I feel like the application process is really pretty uh, lined out, pretty detailed um, covers a lot of the bases and, um, I think if, I think from the proposals that I've been involved in, it seems like most of the artists, if not all, have um, aligned to those um, checkpoints, so to speak, and um, I feel like it's really very complete and pretty easy to follow.
3: I, I, think, I, I was just going to say, I think, I think Dina makes a great point and it. As a, as a teacher, um, I think about rubrics and I think about like, you know, learning outcomes like you meet that mark or you don't meet that mark and there's there, there ought to be unquestionable undeniable um, checks that go along with that, that says that this person is approved or is not approved based on You know clear black and white sort of like clear data and i think dina notes notes this too that those some of those especially more recent ones um uh have been extraordinary and some of the newer uh artists as Porter points out they might need some help along and they can you know engage more like earlier to make sure that they get those and meet those same benchmarks so I, I, I think I think too. We just we do have a, a strong application process. Uh, it might be refined here and there, but then we just need to end discussion when it needs to end, and and move on to a, the business of the commission. Yeah.
2: Hey, I add one more thing. Go ahead, Dean. Um, So, Joshua, thanks for bringing up the analogy of a rubric. So you have to remember, too, that it doesn't have to be perfect to get a high score on a rubric. So I think also we maybe don't have to be worried about, you know, making a mistake. Um, If, you know, if it looks like it's good, you know, we should just go with it, um, you know, and be good with that.
0: Yeah, I, I I think the danger the danger or maybe not the danger, but maybe what we've experienced here uh, over the last few months since we've had so many of them is um, I think I think we as a body need to be careful to um, a- apply you know we have a checklist right and we and there's there's a contract and stuff I think we need to be sure that we're applying the same standard you know our sa- the same interpretation to. To each of them, and it's difficult to do. I'm not saying it's easy, but I would say some of the heavier debates that Marla was was uh, pointing to earlier, um, you know, sometimes have to do with <laughs> whose neighborhood the murals in, and and uh, and how you what emotional connection you might have to that thing or whatever. And uh, I, I know in the case of uh, you know the the library one or the pollinator one, I mean. know those were those are some heavy there were a lot of emotions tied to, to those and and the debates for those were more than one meeting um and and yet our checklist was the same and the contracts were the same and and so on and so forth so i think this body in order to facilitate the process as marlo was pointing to uh and to streamline that and not you know consume uh you know entire meetings and stuff with it is I, I think we need to pay attention to our application of of the standards that we've that we've laid out in the process go ahead joshua
3: no i it, it's a conversation we have often uh in academia and a Haskell in particular because we have some you know just certain issues uh with regard to supervisory authority and and, and hr but there's a difference between Equal and equity, and to apply equal standards to all things, especially in art, is problematic because because it doesn't take into account all those variants, all those variations that that can impact such a project. But just as long as we're equitable, that everybody's fulfilling, you know, certain responsibilities whether in written or verbal or presentation form, that's fine. You know, we, we all get to, to weigh in on that. And so I think if, that could help expedite the process by, by which we're not holding everybody to some rigorous sort of crazy standard that's not appropriate for every project, for every artist, but that it's equitable for each in their given space whatever that might be.
0: Anyone else on uh, murals in our policy? All right, so um, the next
1: order of business is old business, which is uh, let me make sure I'm not actually on. Jerry. Hang on. Um, I, I see a name um, on our guest list that I don't recognize. And I just want to make sure if that person has public comment um, to, to give them an opportunity to comment um, as long as it's not something on the agenda. And they may not want to. But um, if you want to offer that.
0: Yes. So you're, you're right. We have a spot here for public comment, if, for things that aren't on the agenda. So, uh, any, anyone have any public comment?
1: You can raise your hand or just turn on your video if you wanna make a comment.
3: Since we see the name, can we just say, hey, uh, Gabriel Lay- Layman? hey, uh, welcome. <laughs> you have something to say. have something to contribute.
1: And they may just want to listen, which is fine too.
2: Absolutely,
0: welcome. And uh, thanks for listening in. Um, Okay, so hearing no public comment, uh, we'll move on. And uh, the next order of business is old business. And so maybe, I think we could all, uh, appreciate an update on the ODSE, and uh, and then I think we also have uh, stuff to talk about with respect to the uh, art and culture crossings program, too. But we'll start with the outdoor uh, downtown sculpture exhibition.
1: And program. um, thank you, and I, these may end up blurring together at some level because they are sort of consecutive programs. Um, but basically, on the Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition, um, I have been in process of getting contracts out to the three artists that submitted, um, Dave Lowenstein, Tim O'Brien, and Will Vanerson. And uh, I want to get their contracts in place before we start sort of figuring out what exactly we're doing. I think they all have existing work. Um, Dave wants to do some light boxes in store windows, so eventually, um, and he's talked about ideas of where he would do that. I have to work with um, Sally Zagrai and perhaps others on mass to try to figure out what's available for that. But that's actually fairly straightforward, I think. And then um, Will Vanerson is the sculptor who's been involved in our program before with the large um, galvanized uh, sort of bulbous sculptures. Um, and he's got two interesting sculptures, and we're just trying to figure out where we might be able to put one of his. And then Tim O'Brien has a carved wooden sphere. Um, I have not seen it. He has a video, but for whatever reason, the video hasn't come through on email yet. So I haven't actually see it in, seen it in action, but um, I trust that it's a good good thing. And Marlo has high praise for Tim. So I look forward to um, working with him on that. The other thing I plan to do with the ODSE is get back in touch with my friend, um, Eric, at um, AutoCast so that we can use AutoCast for these three sculptures, make sure we get up to date on whatever sculptures are still out in the public realm, and then add our art and culture crossing sculpt, or excuse me, artwork. Um, so that all of that is included in this online tour platform. And I suspect that will co- cost somewhere between 500 and thousand dollars, depending on how many pieces um, we do. So i I plan to work on that. And I'm still holding the possibility of um, adding artists to arts and culture crossings um, through ODSE, if that makes sense. So kind of combining um, budget and efforts um, potentially to do that, depending on what kind of response we get for that as well. So that's in a nutshell. And then I'm, I'm hoping we'll have something ready to go for the October final Friday for ODSE.
0: Will we? Maybe I missed this quarter, and I apologize in advance if I did. But I mean, will we get to see the? I mean, are there are there? You know, um, I don't know, powerpoints or whatever of
1: of the of the um, the proposed pieces. They submitted um, photos. I haven't assembled those yet um, again because I'm getting the, the contracts in place. I can email that to you and certainly make that a presentation at our next meeting. Um, and by then I may have clarity. So what they did was they submitted portfolio images. So I didn't know exactly which, you know, I still don't know for sure. Exactly. With Tim, it seems pretty solid. But with Dave and um, Will, I'm not exactly sure what their pieces will look like. So I just have samples from their portfolio at this point.
0: Okay, great. yeah, if we could, if we could uh, get some insight into that, that would be great. Now, I, I did want to, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to side, you know, track the conversation because I, I know these two things are tying together and there's stuff to be talked about with uh, the uh, art and culture and crossings program thing. But I, I did want to talk a little bit just or toss out to the group. I mean, we, we had three and I know that we have limited funding and and all of that kind of stuff, but but my concern is that is that's how many applicants we got? And usually we have the opposite problem with our grants and with a lot of uh, I don't know if we actually have the opposite problem with the with the ODSE, but we we certainly have more than three. And so I, I just wanted to pause for a second in case someone wanted to have uh, share some thoughts on what we might do better to. that, uh, you know, I don't know. Again, it's not like we, this, this year or obviously not last year, we have all this extra money that we're not giving out because we don't have applicants. That's not certainly not the case, but three is a really low number. So.
4: I was worried about that as well, Jerry. I just know how popular that program is. And I wasn't sure if it was due to time of year. Are people expecting it? We usually do it. So the, big launches in the summertime, just having that different cycle. Was that part of the reason we had lower submissions this time?
1: That's my suspicion. Yes.
4: Is there a possibility of doing a second call or, a, you know, an incarnation to get a couple more? Um, I love that we've opened up with that art and crossing program. So it's not like it's all taking place on October, final Friday, but it's spread out throughout the year. Is it possible to get some more applicants that could be, part of that cycle as well.
1: That that's my thought. We could conceivably do another call, although that's somewhat labor intensive. Um, I think it would be easier to do it through the art and culture crossings program. Um, And then that way, that also helps cover the grant um, um, match. So that's how I'm that's why I'm saying these two programs, you know, ultimately, my hope is that they will basically merge Um, and that we'll be able to do a broader range of art in the public realm. And so I think at this point, I'm just sort of going with the flow, given how wacky COVID and everything else has been. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm happy actually thus far, this seems to be working out pretty well. And I'm seeing ways that I can dovetail these two programs and that they are mutually beneficial.
0: Okay, yeah, so that's great. And we can just keep an eye going forward, we can keep an eye on ways that we can be, uh, we can open that up, open that opportunity up as, you know, as we know more about funding and also as the art, art and culture um, crossings things develop. Um, so, okay, great. So specifically on the arts and culture crossings program, do you want to uh, talk about, I, I apologize for not being available for the kickoff, uh, although I, I was available for all the selection stuff, which was really, really fun and, and uh, exciting to see so many talented people interested in that position. Um, but maybe Porter, you could speak to how the kickoff of that went and, uh, and what we have ahead of us with respect to
4: that.
1: Yeah. So we, um, the, the committee s- selected Alicia Kelly um, to lead the um, program coordination. Alicia is very excited. And um, I've met with her a couple of times. I've been in communication with her. Um, and we um, had a meeting with our partners last week so that Alicia could meet everybody, understand where her partners are. And it's a great brain trust. Um, you know, that she got a lot of good feedback and ideas on things. And then on my side, I'm working on the um, agreement with her, an independent contractor agreement, which um, I'm humbly reminded that um, city contracts are never simple. Um, so I actually have a meeting with our risk management person tomorrow to see what insurance is required and what isn't required. Because I don't want to burden uh, Alicia with, you know, too many insurance costs or that type of thing. So we're still working through that process, but I believe she's um, working. I've given her sample RFQs, so she's developing a call for artists for this. She understands that this is like um, ODSE at this point, going to go in its own flow to some degree and will, um, you know, happen this year and next year. We're realizing we're running out of time as far as, Um, you know, November and December being the two big holiday, holiday months. And I believe final Fridays actually this year will be impacted by both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, So trying to hit those final Fridays, we just took that pressure off, frankly, and are looking at, you know, depending on what kind of artworks, um, get selected, um, we may, uh, implement over final Fridays at any given time or wait till spring. Um, so it's, it's really up in the air at this point. And I really appreciate all of our partners. Um, Marlo's been been a great help. Brittany at the Spencer. Um, Tiffany at the Chamber. Sally Zograi, Who am I missing? Um, there's been actually quite a few people. Oh, Kim on Spock. Yes, she's been great, too. So we have a great crew of people eager to help Alicia. And so, yeah, once we get her up and running, well, uh, we plan to do a more formal announcement and um, celebrate the fact that we're doing this and that we have Alicia on board to do that. And, you know, I want to while I'm in a public meeting, you know, we had a much bigger response um, of candidates to that than I really expected. And a range of different experience levels, all very good um and so i you know i just my hat's off to everybody I, I spoke to a few people who were curious about the position and did apply and so we have you know we've alerted everybody but um, um it was a great turnout so that's nice to know that we have so many people interested in in this type of um you know programmatic sort of opportunity
3: yeah and, and were,
0: you know they were having been involved in the interview process they, they were i mean they were just fantastic i mean we were just after the very first initial meeting with each one of them i think the whole crew of us that were uh, interviewing folks were excited because we knew we were going to get a good one <laughs> no matter no matter what i mean it was it was really an impressive group so i i was really encouraged by that um okay so do we have any committee updates i know there's probably not been a lot of of activity, but um, any any specific committee updates? I'm not seeing any here. Okay, um, any word? Let's get back to our <laughs> to our favorite sad topic of uh, the last two years. Any any updates on budget stuff, Porter, with respect to our grants and Uh, and that type of thing.
1: Um, so the 2022 budget passed Tuesday night. Um, so that's in place. And my understanding is that we have the same budget amount, uh, same amount budgeted as last year, uh, it stayed in the TGT fund. Um, I am working with, um, finance to figure out where we are on that. I have, I haven't given up on the, um, community arts grants but now I have a bit of a challenge in the practical side. Um, If we were to implement those, and I'm still waiting for some level of confirmation, but um, you know, given that we're in September, um, that gets a little tricky timing wise, because we would, I don't, I'm almost positive the TGT funds can't roll over from year to year, so we can't expend this year's funds um, next year. And as we all know, the TGT funds are, are still a guessing game. Um, I think we were coming out of things. Things are looking positive. Uh, but with COVID cases increasing and other things, we just, you know, it's, it's very difficult to prognosticate how things are going to play out over the next six months. Um, but anyway, that's where all that stands. So, um, so I'm talk- also aware. Sorry, I was just going to add. I'm also aware that um, we need to do the Phoenix Award, and I need to get that process underway as well.
0: Yeah, so before we talk about the the Phoenix Award, which, and thanks for bringing that up as well, can I just toss this out? I mean, honestly, Porter, if there if there's any glimmer of hope in the TGT, you know, that, that we might have access to some of our budget for that, would it be possible, you know, we we have arts grants from, not this year, but, you know, ones that were submitted from before, and, you know, it seems to me that we could do an expedited award of those, um, you know, understanding that maybe some things have changed and people may have moved or, you know, whatever. But, but I mean, I understand your problem logistically would be even if we had the money, it's hard to get it allocated and spent, you know, between now and and the end of the year, but my point here is that we do have applications and we have applications that we've actually reviewed and everything from, uh, from before. And would it be possible for us to, you know, if there was some amount of money to award some, even if, if it's just a few, um, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I actually went back and was reminded that it was, excuse me, the March, Cultural Arts Commission meeting when COVID started that we were reviewing the community arts grants, and that's where things stalled at that point. So I went back and looked that up. Um, There were 10 applicants. Um, I would have to go back to those applicants and see where they are. One challenge, I think, and actually I'd love Mary's feedback on this is, um, you know, they were applying for community arts grants for very specific programs. Um, And so in in the in the municipal world, it's you you hear about grants and you have to have a shovel ready project. So that's sort of my question is, you know, do people have shovel ready projects still in the queue, Um, for instance, just coincidentally, Theater Lawrence applied for a community arts grants. Mary, do you remember was that for your theater show? I can't remember.
4: (laughs) The shovel is in the ground. Uh, I
1: think it, it was a grant for the John Brown project. Oh, which, OK. Which we are opening Friday. So um, I, I don't had know. One. Watkins might have had one in there for that as well. I can't remember. I think I did. No, because Watkins got a TGT grant, so they did receive their TGT grant for this. Um. So anyway, and I know that a couple of these folks actually, um, Rex Sandquist had applied again for, I think his public art effort, but I know Rex and his wife have left Lawrence. And so I I imagine he would abandon that. Um, and I know other people's other people who've applied are now in full time positions. So I don't know if they're doing the same thing. Um, So I had a similar thought, you know, we've got this. It's actually been vetted through our scoring system. The only thing we haven't done is deliberate. I could go back to these groups and check in with them and see that if they would still want to consider the grant. Um, I love this idea, frankly, because I don't have a lot of staff uh, bandwidth to implement a full blown program. uh, But maybe this is a very efficient way to do it since this was already in the in the uh, mix. Um, but I, I want to get people's feedback on that. If, you know, is this equitable? Is this fair? I think
4: it's a great idea because it, I worry if we didn't do it and we waited and we kind of stumbled across the proposals and then having to coordinate getting all this stuff to, I worry that we would stymie out and lose our funds for the year. So I'm definitely in the favor of just moving quickly. Um, if this is the fastest way to get some money to some arts organizations to do some programming, with the option for them to modify a little bit, like let's say Cedar Lawrence, they've already started their show, but can they use it for some supplementary programming? You know, I just feel like let's ask those people those questions and see what creative ideas they have.
1: And um, I need to check with finance. I suspect that if we fulfill the grant requirement um, in this fiscal year, it doesn't mean that the program necessarily has to occur in this fiscal year. So but I need to double check that.
0: That'd be, that'd be great. I, I just, I mean, I just feel like we have so much pent up. I mean, there's a lot of neat out there and we, you know, this this group is, you know, I, I think with our letter and so forth, I mean, we, we've really um, felt like our hands are tied. And if there's any relief in that at all, having those already queued up uh, where applicable, it would just be awesome if we could expedite those and get it done in this, in this year.
2: Uh, so yeah. Now, would would that money come out of that money would
1: come out of this fiscal year as opposed to the fiscal year that was just approved? Is that correct? Correct. Well, it would be it would be a shame to leave money on the table.
0: That's my point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Key, I just want to make sure people are clear. And I know we have people listening on YouTube um there's not abundant money on the table and so you know this is not a situation where money's just sitting there um but i I have talked to finance and i believe we can do this um so so i agree i I don't disagree mary i just want to be clear this is you know tgt is a unique um, funding source right
4: I have a small update. I did speak at not this Tuesday's meeting, but last Tuesday's commission meeting. And Brad Finkel brought up our funding coming from TGT. And I thought it opened a window because the city manager said he was kind of unclear, you know, where those TGT funds are directed from that unmistakably Lawrence part of that presentation that took place. So I wonder if there's an opportunity here as we're probably not looking forward you know, we've already been approved for this year, but looking forward to the next fiscal year, can we really dig into that uncertainty and what's happening there and maybe get some answers? Because Spinkledye seemed like he was actively interested and wanted to maybe get to the bottom of it and see what possibilities were around.
0: I suppose that's up to this, this body if we, if we continue to, to bulldog that issue. <laughs> um, but yeah.
1: And I mean, with the next budget cycle, which, frankly, that process does start sooner than later. Um, and I, I do want to say Marlowe did a great job um, reminding the commission, um, uh, you know, the contents of the letter and the discussion that has occurred. So I appreciate your speaking up on that. Um, I'm not sure strategic, how the strategic plan is going to affect how the budget plays out. TGT is notwithstanding, you know, still a, a, a viable topic, but how how the budget is going to play with strategic plan is to be seen in the next cycle.
4: I also wondered uh, with rescue funds, like if there's any rescue funds that could be attributed to our um tgt funds or i don't know something if there's any opportunities that might come up if we stay ahead of the game i felt like we were behind the game and you know like i didn't speak up to that very last meeting and we wrote that letter very late in the game and so i feel like if like Porter just said if we can get ahead of this process you know as people are starting to think about that following year it'll be advantageous to us as a group Because I just, you know, I always feel apologetic, like anytime anyone's asking me one of the community art grants opening up, and I feel like a, a state of apology, you know, and I feel like I want us to be a little bit more forward thinking, you know, getting ahead of the curve and finding ways that we can help steer the ship, instead of just like being part of just handed down decisions that we hear about, and then reacting to it. Like, can we help be part of the conversation of where strategic funds and the economic strategic plan, where they'll be placed.
0: All right. Any anything else on our funding or grants or our programs? Um, I, I'm I'm excited, Porter. I appreciate you checking into that for us. Um, and I would be happy to, uh, you know, for us to pull those those. applications back up and and once maybe you find you know maybe we can you know which ones are in town or you know once you touch base with them or whatever um i don't know where the flexibility lies but you know if there were you know ones that rated high uh with this body if you know if it didn't take too much time and risk you know us missing the funding or whatever if we were Able to let people be a little bit agile in how they applied that from their original thing so that we could make it happen and get that, you know, get those those resources out there to support those. uh, Those grants that I think that would just be great.
1: Let me um, I'll reach out to these folks and um, perhaps have them revisit their application just from, you know, that they don't have to rewrite an application, but just Um, take a look at it and see if it's still viable or if they need to tweak it in some way. And, um, but we do, you know, I'm, I'm actually pulled it up. I have the scoring, um, from that cycle, um, that was already done. So, um, it's an interesting opportunity. Let me, let me call people and see where things play out and I'll keep you all posted and we'll go from there.
0: Um, anything, Uh Anything miscellaneous Uh, we're sort of at the end of our planned agenda, but I. um,
1: um. I have one bit of exciting news to share. Um, The I'm still in touch with my peer in Kansas City, and of course, they've been doing a huge art uh, call for artists for the airport and they just released their list of artists. And I was very, very happy. And I sent a media, um, an immediate email to Mona cliff, who is one of the selected artists for the Kansas city international airport, which is very exciting.
0: That's fantastic. I will tell you, um, we, we've been following that here at our house. My, uh, my son, my, Kindergarten age son is uh, fascinated with the floors at uh, KCI and which I know Porter you had a, a hand in some of that stuff and and uh, his he's he's very interested to know what we're going to do uh, art-wise in that new uh, new airport there and uh, he's also interested to know whether any of the floor uh, concepts are going to be included in the new place so.
1: Yeah. And I don't know that, um, that came up before I left five years ago. And I don't know what, what, if there was a solution to that, whether they could cut out some of those floors and do something with them. I don't know.
3: Well, I'll just say woohoo for native artists. Yeah. Doing some awesome stuff. We've been doing it for centuries. We're glad we're getting it recognized in some awesome areas and, some major places, so that's great news, Porter. Thank you, thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah. Mona's really put herself out there, and it's it's paying off. So I applaud her personally as well. But I agree, I agree with you entirely.
3: Oh, and and, and uh, let me not let me not uh, avoid acknowledging not just uh, native artists but also women artists, uh, native women artists who are doing amazing work. Uh, we should uh appreciate and understand and uh think about and uh promote uh they do great work so thank you again and we uh other than just doing it right
0: here is there can we do a recognition and mona for her for uh, for that achievement can we write a letter or something i don't know
4: i think hong is another lawrence artist that was accepted into that um huh? uh yeah airport beautification so that might if we're doing a letter we would include her too she did some yes. incredible work yeah
1: who oh oh who
4: Hung. she's a board member at the art center oh great i
1: didn't realize she's that
4: fabulous yeah she had an exhibit at the smithsonian um, a few years ago she does a lot of international exhibitions hung chun she's wonderful
1: Oh, good! I didn't realize she had Lawrence ties, and yeah, several artists that I know from Kansas City are on this list too. It's quite a diverse list, um, which is really exciting to see.
3: No, I I, I think it's perfectly reasonable for uh, the Cultural Arts Commission to issue a letter, um, just generally congratulating not just not just Hong and uh, Mona, but um, but them in particular. I don't know maybe maybe there's some other lawrence lawrence folks uh who could do that but uh i think if we could issue just a congratulatory letter that's that's our hub too that's our airport too so if we can just commend them for uh producing great works and and making it readily available to the international travelers that come through kci uh i think that's I'd be supportive of that and help with that initiative.
0: So uh, anyone want to make a motion that we write congratulatory letters to Lawrence artists who were selected for the airport project. I
3: would, I would make a motion not, not to. um, commend uh, Lawrence artists, but all the artists who are contributing two KCI art projects. Um, that's that's what I would I would do. Would you would you have us write, I don't know how many there were
0: selected, would you have us write? I think there were 30 some no,
3: well if there's thirty, then I I, I think we're gonna write one letter. I was just thinking For, of
0: more of a personal recognition from this body to individual warrants. <laughs> I'll
3: well, we're, we're, I, we're, we're, I, I go with the, however you guys feel it. Well, I'm just thinking we're um, we are we are selected appointed or and or approved by the mayor of, of, of the city of Lawrence let's recommend that we publicly publish a letter commending all of that art by all of them in one letter and and in appreciation of its diversity and its vibrancy and uh, the fact that we all travel through there. I, I just I just want to modify. so I will uh, make a motion to write one letter commending and congratulating all of the artists who are contributing to the KCI project. Uh, and that's it. You
0: can second on that. I second Jordan seconds. All right. All in favor.
3: I, 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 all hands, OK. So I think I think from here, Porter, um, you can either, uh, I guess, have Yourself or your staff draft a letter, or share names. Uh, something. I think, we, I think we, since we made the motion, we should draft a letter. Let's not put. That well, I, I'm just saying. I, we need some names. I, yeah. I don't want to exclude anybody. So okay. I, I would love a. I would. Ha- I would be happy to initiate that letter, um, and and do that. But I want to make sure to not exclude. Would be the the worst thing possible to exclude any contributor uh, to that project. So um. all right. So
0: we're going we're to ask Porter to get the official list of artists and then and then this body uh, and we'll, we'll we'll let Joshua because his, his words are wonderful. We'll let you draft that congratulatory uh, letter from this body to those to those artists.
1: Yeah, if you can, um, you know, I, I wouldn't Get too verbose, Um, but, you know, on behalf of the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission, uh, congratulations, maybe two or three sentences if possible, and then we can put it into a letter and I can um, I think I can probably get the list of artists. And um, I'm actually thinking in this day and age it's probably okay to we can make a PDF letter, but then actually email it. Um, But I do like your idea for us to, you know, to give congratulations to all the artists. You're right. It's our airport, too. Um, So I think that's that's really a sweet, sweet gesture. Yeah,
0: I I also like it because it. You know, I mean, we we have percent for for, you know, the arts here in Lawrence, and it's something that that this body has been, you know, promoting and and heavily involved in and and for the airport project, you know, which is massive, obviously, to. uh, You know, and even though it's in Missouri and Kansas City, for them to recognize the same thing, the importance of art and its its place in those, you know, highly traveled areas where people experience Kansas City from you know all over the place it's it's really cool uh, and the commitment to art we, we want to promote the commitment to art
3: right I, I, I feel like all of the social issues I wanted to address in the letter have been <laughs> have been negated you've been stifled <laughs> I mean particularly with women with women of color uh, <laughs> artists of of, of diverse backgrounds. I need to do that in three sentences. It's a task. Okay, all right. You're gonna test your talents, Joshua. Hey, I, I can write a sentence that goes half a page. I don't mind. I, I can do that, no problem.
4: I wonder, what about sending like a little guest column to the Lawrence Times? You know, they publish those from community members and I could see them loving this because it highlights local talent i love the angle of celebrating diversity female artists Um, and i think that'd be an excellent guest column
3: i mean it's a it's an international airport right that's that's critical that's crucial that's amazing and we have a exemplify that absolutely
0: any other miscellaneous um, items for tonight's meeting? Before we, all right. Hearing none, I I move that we adjourn the meeting.
3: Second.
1: All in favor. There you go. I see every hand raised in affirmation, so it's unanimous. Excellent.
0: All right, appreciate you. Thank you, you everybody. Thank you for
2: serving on the committee.